0: He sits. He savours. He's still savouring. Oh, God. (laughs) he, He gargles the gay time?
1: Welcome to the Well-Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am Zach Jackson, joined by Adam Ryan. Hello. Jordan Garcia. Hello, hello. And... Ash Whaling.
0: It should be illegal to have two people from Tasmania on the podcast.
1: <laughs> well, technically there's three.
0: What? what? Oh, I mean, in Tasmania.
2: You renounce it, and you you try to to avoid telling people that you're actually from Tassie. I've been I've been with you now when that's happened.
0: Nah, I just feel like we're hogging all the bandwidth for Tasmania because the two of us <laughs> are appearing live in Discord. So just yeah, obviously bro. nobody else. What,
3: what else is it going to be used for?
0: Netflix. All the Tasmanian people are watching Wait, all the popular ne- shows from six years ago.
3: You have Netflix <laughs> down there. I you guys heard
1: of Stranger Things. No, they've got um. What's that one on the PSN? Not. uh quick flicks or something like that or (laughs) isn't isn't that what it was
2: i think that's defunct now but i remember installing that being like what's this oh never mind
1: gee i'm shocked it's defunct (laughs) Mm. how are we all ash you are in pain but not pain at the moment
0: to describe the medication i'm taking i'm in moderate to severe pain that's what all the boxes say so uh that's that's fantastic uh, for the people keeping score at home, it is kidney stones, and it's not fun. It's not winning.
3: Have you mm. got the platinum trophy for it, though?
0: Oh mate, I'm I'm speed running. Uh, being in so much pain, I vomit. That's that's the next achievement for me, I reckon.
3: Any percent or glitchless?
0: Uh, actually, no. I'm going to be doing um, any percent filling the bowl. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs>
1: Well, okay. Let's uh, let's get straight into it because uh, there's a lot to talk about this week, and we want to kind of you know keep it relatively short. But before we go on, I've got to give a quick shout out to a new listener, a new massive fan, uh, the absolute legend Jack Moretti. Uh, he is a massive fan of the Well Played DLC podcast. He's been telling me all about it, how much he loves it. Uh, thank you for the support. You're a champion, and we appreciate you a lot. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart.
2: So how much did he pay you for a personalized shout out? What,
1: Mate, how, do, how, on do, I, how, how those, do your um, listeners get this? I'm on one of those apps that you, uh. you can, uh, <laughs> this,
0: this is <laughs> the cameo that
1: you've done. Yeah. <laughs> the cameo.
0: Big <laughs> shout out to my boy Moretti. I loved you in Vice City.
1: So it's like a $10 for a, for a standard shout out. So if you want the, <laughs> if, if, if you want the potty, the potty shout-outs, it's double. The rate is double. Um,
0: you got to pay like four ninety nine if you want to get it from the only Zachs.
1: That's it. <sighs> uh, yes, no, thank you for uh, listening. It is much appreciated. Glad you enjoy the show. So, video games, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, give me very quickly if you've been playing anything that's worth talking about over the past week. Uh, Jordan, you haven't been on here for a while. Hope you're doing well. That's good. Uh, what have you been playing
3: uh, Destiny 2, Division 2, boring. and
1: then review games. Um, <laughs> that's uh, right. Do you just have that like on a soundboard? No, I don't. You've been playing this week and you just hit, there's a button that says Destiny 2, there's another button that says like Final Fantasy, another button that says Mate, Division. I
3: haven't mentioned Final Fantasy in months. Maybe it's just the echo that's in my brain. <laughs> I haven't lo- logged into that game since like mid-February. Oh, is it dead? No, I just don't want to play it anymore. I'm sick of it. Mm. It's dead to me. Fair. Uh,
1: Mr. Wailing, that's not uh, not the content you're about to talk about, but anything you've been playing you want to briefly discuss?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, this is probably going to be the first time I've appeared on the podcast and I don't say Mortal Kombat 11 because I haven't actually played it recently. <laughs> so that's that's a new, that's a new just, thing for just me. Just
3: play it for all time. Just say it for all time's sake.
0: Oh. As soon as I get off the podcast, I'll reinstall it just so that way I'm primed for next podcast. Okay. Um, I actually played the closed beta for Warhammer Forty Thousand Darktide. That was a uh, that was a couple of days of pure unadulterated carnage and some of the weirdest graphical settings I've ever seen. But yeah, that was a that was an experience.
3: I'm so keen. Re- to Re-
0: reconnected with my brother who I very rarely speak to and realized that he has not changed in the four years since I last <laughs> spoke to him. That was
1: great. He's like not, a time capsule. Actually, in the game, is he?
0: No, no. He just he, caught me playing he is the game.
1: The
0: dark time. Yeah, I was gonna say like he's he's an Orgrin, Apparently, he's just a tall, you know, muscly man. No, nah, just that was a time capsule. I was like, wow, it's like nothing's changed at all, no. whatsoever. I've had two kids since we last spoke, but everything seems to be the same for you. So, big thumbs, matey.
3: <laughs> all right,
1: um, <laughs> Adam. Have you been playing anything very quickly that's not for content? No. Nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, tell, can you t- tell me more about this sick
0: game called nah.
2: nah? Nah, pretty much the the game that I'll talk about a little bit later on is pretty much all that I've been playing this uh this last right. week.
1: Well, before we get straight into the video game talk, I have a treat for you. I bought this over a week ago, and I've been waiting, freezing, freezing, cooling, chilling this bad boy in the uh. Thing in the wall that chills the fridge. Uh, Any
0: percent <laughs> <laughs> um, forget what a fridge is called. Speed run.
1: Here we go. It's going for a Oak world record. Golden gay time flavor. Oh, oh boy, a bit of a i I'm, I'm glad you
3: say it's a gay time when I'm back. That's it, baby. Are you I gonna knew, are you
0: gonna have this live on podcast and give us like impressions as you sip? Is this oh, your man. first milk
3: review? Come at,
1: on. Ash. A- a- Ash is fucking. Fuck off, get off the page. It's been a while. Yeah, Is that what DLC stands for? Drinking live
3: <laughs> dairy milk?
1: dairy live.
3: Don't know. Both faulted yes. on the okay, C. That's unfortunate.
0: Hey, I I said chockey milk. I got close.
3: Oh, Drinking lactose, lactose cartons. Drinking live chockey milk.
0: You gotta abbreviate the last one. Cartons? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, he smells it. Waves it, it under the nose. Like,
1: definitely got that uh that gay time sniff to it, or woff.
3: Let's I've
0: never on. seen somebody sniff a gay time. That makes me wonder <laughs> if I'm missing out.
3: I wish oh, you obviously haven't spoken to KB in a while. It's um, you let's, know. Let's
1: get straight into
3: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, this is gonna go fucking everywhere all over this.
3: <laughs> we can't talk. Well, about. that that would be perfect for the naming. It's a
0: healthy sit. He sits. Mm. He savors. Oh. He's still savoring. Oh god, <laughs> he, he gargles the gay time. It's actually not bad. That's that's the audio pull for the start of the episode. He's gargling the gay time.
1: <laughs> was, um, Absolutely. I thought I might, you know, do a special little trick for you for um, <laughs> Ash's appearance. Uh, that's solid. That's real good. That's good gay time milk. That's, um, that's, that's golden.
0: In a timeline of red skin oaks and splice-flavoured oaks and super-duper-flavoured, like, chocolate milk I reckon gay time would be up there with the best idea someone's had in a long time
1: I, I think I reviewed the red skin on, on the potty I think it I strikes me as too sweet all of them. Hmm. Hmm. anyway uh, yeah okay golden gay time Uh. It's out and about uh, check it out I have nothing else that rhymes um, let's I have something else to talk about quickly if you
0: pull out another right. flavoured milk I swear to God <laughs>
3: <laughs> no it's actually a milk flavoured duper duper <laughs> uh
1: what was I gonna talk about?
3: Alright. It's the No. Um
1: Very very quickly, so I uh thanks to Google I have had the Pixel Seven phone for the last Not not four thanks days. to Optus or whatever. <laughs> not thanks to Optus. Um Started using it over the weekend and I am v- very disappointed. Oh, well, the, I wasn't sure yeah. if it was going to go hard, um, but I am so far, I am very disappointed. Uh, I don't know if my expectations were too high, but uh, as I've been telling Adam uh, in our private chats, uh, my Huawei that's three years old is a better phone still, hmm. um, better camera, better everything. The battery life on this is deplorable. Really? Now, I don't know if this is a faulty phone. I've inquired to test that because, so this was fully charged at 6 a.m. this morning. We're now here at uh, t- 10 to 9, and I'm on 2% battery.
3: Wow. Uh, and I've just used it like a normal Damn, phone. That's giving iPhone batteries a run for their money. I'm going to say that's, um, and
0: that's usually a, a point of difference when it comes to Google devices.
1: What well, is smartphones in general now? Like, they should have, you know, relatively decent battery life. So, like, I know that from memory, like, my, Uh, Huawei, you know, I didn't charge it for the first day. Like, I didn't have to charge it till the following afternoon after using it.
0: As a As a point of comparison, I have a Pixel Five that I took off the charger at nine a.m. this morning, and it has nineteen hours left.
1: Um. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if something's just cooked inside it, or yeah. Anyway, but uh, the review will go up. I'll obviously uh, figure out if this is a faulty device or or not. But right now, like the camera though the camera I'm very just I'm shocked um i've generally thought that a, a new phone that costs you a thousand dollars today would have a good camera but this is anyway but we'll uh wait for that for the full review but that was my you know my my first uh, thoughts on on that so far um, and
0: also as a special treat for the listeners it also doesn't taste like an oak golden gate time flavored milk so again <laughs> no, another doesn't. point against it so you know it just tastes like it a does phone not
3: do uh, they do the before. um the Nintendo Switch cartridge thing where you're not supposed to leak it because it tastes bad? <laughs> no, I just shove it.
0: Ah, shelves it. Okay, fair enough. Mm,
3: <laughs> love a good cool. shelving unit. Nice. That's how, I, that's how I fast charge it. That was my nickname uh, in high school, shelving unit. <laughs> 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 I like Don't that. we talk that's about really video games
2: on this
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got to steer so this away
1: from the bum. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> <laughs> well... Speaking of <laughs> – uh, I think we're Uh Whatever. Um, so quick quick shout-outs. Let's go with Scorn. Uh, Harrison reviewed Scorn. First, uh, big shout to him. He loved it. He absolutely frothed it, uh, although I fucked yeah. up one of the screenshots in that review. Sorry about that. Um, so his summary reads like this. Scorn is a feast for the eyes a buffet for the mind, but not for those of a weak stomach. It satisfies Hmm. the morbid and curious with its odd forms and somber tapestries. Uh, Nine out of ten. Doesn't really give you much in that summary, but uh, so the final thoughts are the, the oddities of Scorn come in no way, shape or form from its technical aspects though. While it is a grotesquely beautiful game, the emphasis on environments and their ability to subtly show you a story is really what makes Scorn something to behold. There's more. There to it, but yeah, you can go read that review on the website. Nine out of ten from Big H. Uh, yeah, he slapped I, a
0: big girthy nine on it, didn't he?
1: He did. He rated it big time. Uh, I did redeem my Kickstarter code the other day on Xbox, so I'm keen to uh, yeah, give it a give it a Raz at some point. Uh, I think that's suppose all it's on shout. Game
0: Pass, isn't it?
1: It is on Game Pass. Oh no, there is. There is. There is another big shout-out. Uh, yes, you, you can get Scorn on Game Pass, but there is a big shout-out I want to uh, quickly talk about, and that's we put up a Bayonetta 3 preview, uh, which was done by Ralph, uh, a new contributor to Well Played. A small writer. Uh, you may know Ralph by his other name uh, of Skillup. So you can go read his preview for Bayonetta 3 over on the website. Um, but, yeah, he loves it. More, more good Bayonetta. But we'll talk a bit more about Bayonetta later on in the potty. All right, reviews, there's shit tons to fucking discuss. Ash, you need to power through yours before you pass out or whatnot. Um, Give me, give it to me.
0: Give it to you. All right. So when it rains, it pours for reviews for me, apparently, because I had nothing and then suddenly I had three titles on the go. I've got one of them done and dusted in the can. Camped Out has been done and it's been uh, put up today, which uh, Camped Out's a fantastic little uh, multiplayer co-op couch chaos simulator is probably the best way to describe it. It's uh, overcooked or uh, moving out, but setting up camping sites. And it is... It is flawed but it's a blast so definitely worth checking out definitely worth supporting your uh, local australian indie developers it's good fun that one's done i'm currently powering through new tales from the borderlands which is again I, i think i said it before i'll say it again a game i did not think would exist i thought telltale would evaporate and i thought that something in that realm would just evaporate as well the fact that they said okay we'll just make a sequel or pseudo sequel anyway just blows my mind it's just weird i just didn't see it happening. And then it did. Sorry. Can't say too much about it because it's still under NDA, but uh, powering through it, it's it's, it's goofy. That's the word I'll use for now because it means nothing and you can't say I'm breaking the D- NDA because it means nothing. Adam, why do you have your finger up? Is this like in class and you've got a question or do you need to go to the toilet?
2: No, you should be. Hang on. Just having a quick. No, nah, you'll be right. Talk away, mate. I'll By be right. the time this goes live, review will be all good to go.
0: Excellent. Through the power of internet time travel and the fact that we record this in the past and release it in the future. <laughs> yes, I can talk about it.
1: Uh was, tales on the borderlands. I, 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 yeah, I was going to say I was like, what? I'm
0: pretty Yeah, sure I don't know. Like... I have no idea. Look, mate, sometimes it's, people record stuff and release it 10 minutes later and blows my mind because then you just drop f bombs and racist quotes right, and it dude. goes
3: live. So you give yeah. me the files or I just put it up.
0: Yeah, exactly. Even with all the burp farts and sniffles in there. Um, Especially fuck is So, uh, quick edit there. Now, I'm allowed to talk about it. So, it's it's actually a really good time. Honestly, it's it's surpri- I'm surprised to see a sequel come in house. It's the first Borderlands title to have motion capture in it, so it means that like the animations are just to die for. They're really organic and amazing and just it's funny that my favorite part of the Borderlands universe is the situations where you're not some kind of superpowered gun-toting berserking crazy person. You are just an average Joe, mundane loser that's having a really bad day. And it's such a weird thing to like look at a world and a narrative and a mythos that's like s- supposed to be completely fantastic. The only thing I could possibly compare it to is like, imagine if there was like a Marvel series, but it was about like a door-to-door salesman who just has to exist in the same world as the Avengers. Like mm. it's, it, it's the only way I can describe it because like it's literally one of the things that gets said in the game and it's it's narrated by our good friend, Marcus. Um, He just says that like, Sometimes the most interesting story is about three losers having a really terrible day. And that's what it is. And I mean, it's hard to try and paint that in a positive light. But just generally, these three people have such shitty lives that it's amazing that when something really terrible happens to them, it actually makes their lives better. Like the Mm -hmm. invasion of their planet has made their situation better. They've all got goals to work towards and they've realized what could make them happy and they can start working towards it but it's in you know the borderlands universe so everything's ridiculous and over the top um the writing's actually pretty good it's really organic that's what i like is that like while it's quippy the dialogue's still really neat and believable and just even like one of the new characters octavio who's sort of like a younger kid who just dreams about being sort of rich and famous on paper, he'd be the cringiest person alive. But the thing is, he has a lot of really cool redeeming dialogue that makes it worth following him. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like, I just, I thought they'd missed the mark, but they are nailing it. And I really enjoy that. I'm probably, like, my guess is there's five chapters. I'm three chapters in. I've replayed a chapter because it was a very clear choice that I wanted to make another choice. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm, it's the kind of game I'm going to go chasing down the extra endings because I give a shit about these three losers in their terrible day.
2: That's awesome. I'm so, so, so glad to hear that the writing is good because that was my biggest fear with it being thrown over to an internal Gearbox team is that they would fluff the writing. But, I mean, a game that is wholly and solely based on how good the dialogue and interactions between characters are, that's, yeah, that's great to hear. Very, very keen.
0: Mm. It's it's. I honestly feel like, I don't know, I can't speak for Gearbox just because if you would ask me on any day, any day and again, why what I think of gearbox, I'll just tell you that it's a terrible company, but I think they've managed to find the right group of people who care about this kind of property to deliver it because the characters are well fleshed out and they're interesting. And when I, I got to interview them a little while ago, and the people I spoke to were really off the cuff and enthusiastic about what they were doing. And it feels like a really unique project because they're sort of going, Hey, you know, that thing that everyone really liked that got done by a different company, we got to make a sequel or a pseudo sequel to it. So we're going to really like go for it, like really make it work. And my favorite quote from that preview interview that I did is that they said in borderlands, there is no idea that's too stupid, which again, it just sounds like somebody who really wants an excuse to make a really dumb decision and then like stand by it. But like, it just means that like you can have a really stupid joke that is so stupid. It becomes, it just wraps around. and becomes funny. Like there's a, there's a part in there, I had to pause because I laughed so much. There's a part where like the three characters get quite literally backed into a corner and these two soldiers find them and the soldiers are like, ha freeze, we've got them. And like one of the soldiers turns around to his companion and just goes, my God, I can't believe we tracked them down. The other one said, yeah, you, you were right, they weren't here. And then the other guy goes, I love you, man. The other guy says, oh, yeah, I love you too. And then they turn the guns back on them. And it's just so weird. But there's just this really quick like, bro, like, I love you, man. I love you, too. All right, let's shoot these guys. Cool. Okay, let's call the boss. The goons. Like, it's such a weird and out-there thing, but it just made me care about the goons, for God's sake. They get they get exploded. Sorry, that's a spoiler. But, like, it's just the fact that that little moment happens. It's funny. It's silly. And it's ridiculous that the Pan, the Pandora... Well, not, it's not Pandora. It's on another planet. But on the Borderlands universe... Is more interesting and accepting of other lifestyles than the ones that we live in, like the world we live in. That's the thing that's really disappointing to me. Hmm. Sorry, it sounds like a social message. It's because it is, but just you know, it's the first time I've seen that kind of thing written in a way that is just completely, completely normal. Who cares? Don't, don't shine a light on it. Just chuck it in. It's fine. Move on. It's fun. Sorry, I've got painkillers starting to kick in.
1: All right, so let's, <laughs> let's push. What game were you talking about just before? I kind of lost. Tales it. from the Borderlands. Tales, from the,
3: Tales borderlands? from the Borderlands, and I
0: also oh, spoke to. Okay. I also spoke to. I was just talking about Camped Out, and I've also got a yes. third game, which is uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand: uh, Blood and Teeth uh, Shooters, Guns and Teeth Shooters, Blood and Teeth. I can't ever remember. It's the Warhammer Forty Thousand side-scrolling orc shooting game with a really long name. I've played about twenty minutes. I can tell it's going to be a quick game, but God, it's a lot of fun. I don't mean that as a Warhammer Forty Thousand fan. It's just it's Broforce, but with orcs. Which, if and you what haven't a good played time it, that is. yeah, if you haven't played Broforce, then I guess it's Metal Gear. It's a Metal Slug, but with you know orcs and a bit more vertical verticality to it. Very fun. Of course, it's coming out this month because it's October for people who care about Warhammer jokes. But it's a good time. It's a really fun licensed title that I recommend. I think it's going to be quite cheap to pick up as well. So. If you want to play a really well-made and well-polished Warhammer game about the best race in the Warhammer 40,000 universe, I will not be taking questions. Check that one out.
1: All right. Thank you. Th- thank you, Ash. So yeah, you can check out the Tales from the Borderland review. Now the other ones, uh, count can- that as out. the, uh, the Warhammer, Teeth Shooters and whatnot. That, uh, shooters, Hale Blood there.
0: and Teeth. I think. I think that's it.
1: That one. Uh, uh, that may be up. Now, I'll, I'll check it out soon. All right, let's push forward. Jordan, you got a little bit to talk about. Do you want to give us one of yours?
3: Uh, yeah, I'll uh, <clears throat> quickly touch on Temtem. It's been out for a quickly little while, it, but I've, I've, I've spent uh, quite a bit playing through it. I played through the entire story again because I forgot half the details because I played through most of it during early access. Um. On that front, the game's decidedly okay. Uh, the combat systems are a lot better than that Nintendo game that we're not going to talk about right now. I mean, Pokemon. Um, It's just a, a lot more matured in its systems. Stuff like you don't have power points to worry about. It's all just like stamina management rather than uh, an arbitrary point system for each move. Um, Every battle is a double battle, so it means you need to think about your composition a bit more. Uh, and the game just... Is happy to, well, it, it won't pull its punches. It is a, it, it could be a tough time. Uh, it's definitely not without its issues. Namely, there are a couple key progression points. Like, there's one that requires you to get a low encounter rate, Tem, in that only spawns in one specific patch of grass. Uh, and then there's the other one where there's a fight that requires you to beat it within 15 turns, otherwise, you instantly lose, which is just very annoying, especially when there's like a, one or two level 100 tems, but um aside from that I also tried their endgame activity layers, which are sort of kind of like the raiding activity of the game, they're cool but because it's so RNG dependent you can get screwed over in the first turn and just be out immediately and if you're doing that with friends you end up waiting like 20-25 minutes for them to finish and then going again to just risk being you know chucked out immediately. So it's it's a pretty good time but it is not without its flaws. Nice. Uh, cool.
1: What uh, What score, sorry? Uh,
3: I'm sitting on about a 7, 7.5. Okay.
1: Cool, cool. Uh, and talk to us very quickly about uh, Persona 5 on PC.
3: Yes, I've also been spending some time with uh, P5 Royal on, on PC. Uh, for clarity, I actually haven't played Royal. I played the original game and reviewed it and gave it a 10. Uh, one of my only two 10s I've ever given on this sure. site. Um and I was quite impressed and then also disappointed in the port at the same time. It has a lot of your typical PC niceties. It's got solid keyboard and mouse support with its key bindings. Uh it has all your basic display options, it's great, basic graphics options, frame rate options. You have 30, 60, and 120 FPS. Um you'd love it. Or a, uh, th- the part that I was not <laughs> surprised to see it didn't support was ultra wide, because why would it? Um, and it just it has a little quirk a few quirks like when you tab out of the game the the entire game just pauses the process which is great for being efficient on power but sometimes you know you want to respond to a message and you don't want the cutscene to get uh, paused or whatever it can be a little annoying but aside from that pretty solid port
1: nice nice Uh, and in one minute I'm going to time you exactly one minute tell us about the ASUS ROG
3: flow z something z13 laptop uh so this is the this is asus's competitor to the the microsoft surface uh line of things the tablet laptop hybrid thing uh very good really secure um like magsafe almost style of um of keyboard the stylus is really good so glides across the screen nicely uh it's got a good balance of uh like uh hardware components in terms of power as well as the xg mobile attachment that you can put onto it which allows you to expand and uh exp- not only expand this io but just have a more powerful graphics card uh pretty solid um thermals and performance only big issue is the bloatware mainly mcafee which is it claims to be an antivirus but it's basically a virus in and of itself would uh, be better if they didn't include that and uh yeah we're done 37 seconds
2: by
0: my
3: time,
2: time spare how good
0: Twenty three wow. seconds left to talk about how bad McAfee is.
1: <laughs>
3: it's so shit, dude. It's... I instantly uninstalled it.
0: You could when you say that McAfee is has turned from being a antivirus to just being a virus in itself, it's such a spot on way of describing it.
1: <laughs> he, <laughs> it's so um, bad. He died yeah. He did? In prison? In prison?
0: One of the most, yes he did one of the most interesting people ever and he tweeted out beforehand if I die in prison it, I definitely didn't kill myself so it's like mm, something <laughs> oh for the, God. S- yeah, something okay. for the dark web to talk about there but yes what, if you ever if you Google John McAfee he's one of the most interesting people that ever lived in in both good and bad ways.
2: Holy shit!
0: Yeah, it's like wow he can play the flute with a nostril. Oh, okay. He also slept with an entire like women's netball team. Hmm. Hmm. Role model, not role I mean, model. Role haven't model, we, not haven't we all
3: done model. that second one?
0: Uh, I'm focusing on the flute for now. <laughs> I want to play the John Cena theme with both
3: nostrils. <laughs> you just see the next uh, podcast. He kicks down the door uh, and the <laughs> webcam's open. <"Doo>, do, do.
0: <laughs> you won't see me though.
1: <laughs> so, um, yes, Adam. You have been playing Gotham Knights.
2: There was there was no way to segue from from those from uh from that conversation into Gotham Knights. Speaking, Perhaps, yes.
1: speaking yeah. of um, Unless shit Batman and shit is behavior. slept with the whole uh, Netball team, then no. <laughs> Batman oh, has speak-
2: slept with the whole netball team.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking speaking of cleaning up bugs, it's a bit like cleaning up a city, isn't it, Adam? Right. Tell us about <laughs> Gotham, Knights. Nice. Yeah, you can tell I worked in Radio Baby. <laughs>
2: He's done it. He's done well.
1: Um <laughs> Yes, yes, I have been playing. Okay, hang on, hang on. can we do that again, but you can do it in Batman's voice?
0: you want me to say that in Batman's Ad- Adam voice? Adam West yeah.
1: Batman though. <laughs> Adam- Jesus need to
0: watch am I oh speaking of cleaning up the streets, uh Robin, we've gotta clean up our computers. Quick to the
2: Adam Westmobile stat. <laughs> that, was, that was better than I expected it to be. <laughs> oh, that was, that was that
1: was very good.
0: Let's take advantage of Ash on painkillers, everybody. Slow clap. Very good.
2: <laughs> oh, uh,
1: shit. Anyway, Gotham Knights, talk, uh, tell us about that game. Tell um, us what uh, it's uh, like. Not
0: Ash, what Ash, is Ash. it like living at 30 uh, frames per second?
2: It's, uh, you're assuming that it can get to 30 frames per second, and that is a big... A big if, um. So yeah, for those that may not be super aware, this is the the Batman Batman game from <laughs> WB Montreal that made uh Batman Arkham Origins, which is kind of the the black sheep of the the Arkham verse. Even though the game is very good and you should play mm. it, um, yeah. Yep. But it is not connected to the the Arkham games; it's its own thing. Um, and instead of being a flat art action game, it is an action RPG, which is a decision that they made. Um, so it's based around the the Bat family. So you've got uh, Batgirl, Red Hood, Nightwing, and Robin, which is the Tim Drake-flavored Robin. And you play as one of these four characters in up to two-player co-op, even though there are four playable characters. Um, and you go and try and fill in the cowl of Batman post his death and Commissioner Gordon's death. Not a spoiler, happens right at the start of the game. Um the game's a bit of a mess. So the the Arkham oh. style combat is more or less there. You have your light attack, heavy attack, a ranged attack, um, and some light combos. Really nothing that strings together all that well. Like there's no real way to string together a normal attack and a ranged attack. There's no combo that kind of weaves them together. They're very so separate. Like no,
3: there's no interplay.
2: No, not really. Um, You do have what's called momentum abilities, uh, which kind of you fill up a gauge and then you can hold down uh, a bumper and hit a face button and it does some bigger, uh, like, stronger attack. It feels very kind of like Destiny. Like, a lot of it is very live service, but the game isn't a live service. So they they have the model there, but they don't use it. It's really bizarre, (laughs) but... Um, talking so positive. the open world is great. Like the, the actual design of the city is excellent. It feels like Gotham. Um, it's got a lot of verticality. Uh, you go down into like the subways on your bat cycle and you're, you're beaming through there and then you'll shoot up and with a big plume of, of mint, like smoke and shit. It's very, very, very cool. It feels like a, a fairly accurate representation of what Gotham is in the comics but it's empty as fuck and there's nothing to do in it. So there are, there are like, obviously there are crimes that you can, you can stop and there's premeditated crimes that kind of pop up each night and repopulate the area, but you actively have to look for them. So in the Arkham, so like Arkham city, arguably there is too much going on. Like motherfuckers are getting robbed everywhere. So any, yep. any like corner Sydney. you turn, ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Every corner you turn, there is something to do this game. Uh, often you have to stop crimes or interrogate criminals. You have to actively look for them and it takes forever. Um, and getting around the city isn't that great either. You have the Bat Cycle, which starts off feeling fairly decent um, and a grappling hook, but you eventually get like a heroic ability to to get around. So Nightwing has more or less a Fortnite glider. So ostensibly he can fly. <laughs> um, Red Hood has like a... a a mystic step ability he can like step on thin air because he was brought back from the lazarus pit um robin can teleport like it kind of it defeats the purpose of the bat cycle and it it gives you no reason to interact with the city anymore um so that's unfortunate the writing is on the cringe side of things so it it exists it it's it's there it's it misses the mark in pretty much every way, and the voice acting feels like they recorded the lines all in completely separate booths, didn't know who they were talking to and in what context. They're all just kind of separate lines that they kind of stitch together rather than making a scene. Um, Not to say there that the the writing's all that fantastic. The story itself is okay. The Court of Owls are a cool addition because they're a, a more recent villain in the the Batman mythos. Um, the comic run is fantastic and they adapt some Mm. fairly decent parts of that story into it so that's commendable for for what it's worth um but yeah she's she's rocky the rpg elements are pretty tacked on um they feel like they're there to artificially lengthen out the game like there are there's some grind that you need to do to feel like you can actually take on the bosses um because they're just sponges like you just punch them over and over and over and over instead of there being any real mechanic around them. The bosses are are terrible as well. They're <laughs> Mr. Freeze, um, which in Arkham City, and I know that you, you can't be making the comparison because they're different games, but it's very because hard Because they, they're not, not in the same universe, Adam. Exactly. I feel like the only reason that they hammered that point home so much is because they don't want them to be compared to a good game. Um, but, yeah, in Arkham <laughs> City, uh, uh, Mr., Mr. Freeze was like the the best boss fight in that game because he was intelligent. You had to approach it from multiple different ways throughout the, the maybe like 10 minute boss fight. Yeah. Um, it was a
0: learning fight.
2: It was. It was in, and you had to, yeah. you had to adapt in this. He's in a big mech and you punch him until he's dead. <laughs> um, and that's what all of the boss fights are. They devolve into just enemy gets big enemy gets strong punch, 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 punch. They'll teleport around. They'll have really cheap attacks. That's about it.
0: Um, so it sounds a bit like original Power Rangers, but like, you know, make my monster grow kind of thing.
2: It's, it's pretty close, man. Like Clayface starts off as being the, the best villain to, to fight because he fights like a normal character. Like he fights like any of the other characters in the game, normal enemies, um, which is not really what you want from your boss. Um, I suppose another <laughs> upside, all of the character designs are fantastic. They all look brilliant from the the main characters and all of the different customizable outfits to the villains they all look fantastic but they don't feel like their comic counterparts they feel like kind of hollow imitations like people wearing halloween costumes and kind of trying their best even though they haven't seen the movies or read the books or read the comics um and yeah it's just i i think i i finished the the main story and most of the side content in about 20 hours roughly Um, which is anything that you would care about. At least there's collectibles and all of that bullshit, but it's none of it really incentivizes you to, to actually go out and do it. Um, The game is definitely better in co-op, but I say that as in, if you play it by yourself, you feel like you're being a little bit cheated because the game is made for co-op. Like a lot of the fights don't feel unfair, but they feel balanced for co-op. So if you're playing it by yourself, you're getting half the experience um overall it's um it's really 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 disappointing it it falls over in all of the the ways that matter and the the things that it gets right don't do enough to to redeem it and that's coming from a a, a really big dc fan that probably gave it a little bit more leeway than yeah other people will so
0: pretty disappointing
3: uh, sounds like gotham nice is gotham shape
2: Pretty
0: well, pretty well yeah right okay that's actually i mean it's always really disappointing to hear that there's certain factors from the game that are firing in all cylinders but that stuff just can't yeah. carry it it's always yeah. a shame
2: mm. it looks it looks fantastic i mean also the performance is fucking dreadful um if you're playing in co-op it the the frame rate just tanks drastically um i think the co-op is really commendable i like the fact that you can drop in and you can fuck off to the other side of Gotham doing your own thing, but there's nothing to do in the city. So you're both just going to be standing around doing fuck all independent of each other. So if you want to do that, awesome. And all of the, the side content, like if you take on Clayface, that's a completely separate thing. You can't weave it into your general story because you have to go to the Belfry, which is your base of operations, and you have to start the content from there, and then it takes place in like a little cordoned off part of Gotham instead of it affecting the the actual open world everything's really segmented and yeah that's that's a a not a whole nother ball game you have to go back to the belfry after doing anything major and it's yeah the the game's very flawed to be perfectly honest it's it's a bit trash
0: so the massive hot ticket untethered open world co-op experience is just a deflating balloon
2: Pretty much, man. Yeah. It's it's possible to do, but I just don't know why you would do it because it's just not that enjoyable to be <laughs> to be in there.
0: It's such high praise you can do it, but why would you?
2: That that's exactly it, yeah.
1: Alright, so I want you to tell me if you had to rate this game by using a actor actor's portrayal of Batman, which Batman is it? Is it the Klune Tang? Don't be the don't be a Tang. Obviously, <laughs>
3: Adam West. Adam West is the best one.
2: Adam West is fantastic. But this is this is full Batnipples, Batman Robin. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Get out your Batman credit card and uh, spend your money elsewhere because this, <laughs> this, uh, this is not it.
0: Go buy 14 copies of Arkham Knight on Steam, which <laughs> runs above 30 frames per <laughs> second and came from seven years ago. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's it's rough and it's, yeah. I, I went in with fairly low expectations and I was still disappointed. Crushed. Yeah, right. Yeah, right.
0: Game without Batman feels pretty flat,
2: man. He's good. He's very good.
1: Hmm. All right. Let's um move away from Gotham. Let's go away from the bats and let's go to the rats. So there's a segue, oh boys. Um, so I finally got my little rat hands on a Plague Tale Requiem. Um everyone who probably listens to this knows that I have been very keen to play. This is my most anticipated game of the year. Finally have got to play it, reviewed it and I fucking love it. I love it to pieces. Now before we get into it, this game runs like hot garbage on pretty much every platform. Um, it's bad. It's real bad. It's I I said in my review that I could tolerate it because it wasn't like it's, it's, there are, there are moments, um, and we'll talk about these moments in, in a minute, but there are moments where it, it chugs real hard. And I'd be, I'd be astounded if it's double digit frames. Um, most of the time it's just a bit choppy. Uh, like it's a bit like, it's a bit like the old Resident Evil games where you kind of, you move, you know, the side it's kind of a bit like that um and each sort of turn is like like block turn um but tank yeah tank that's probably the best way but but most of the time it's noticeable and it's there and you go oh this runs a bit like ass um but yeah there are there are times where it's quite significant And this is on PlayStation 5, isn't it, Captain? This is on PlayStation 5. Um, Yucky. And that is with the day one patch, which I assume is the day one patch because I was playing it up until 1 a.m. the day of embargo. No, the day before the embargo. Uh, And there was no patches that came through. So uh, only one patch had sort of come through um, during the period. And it, it also... Plays just as bad apparently on PC. Anyway, let's talk about the actual game because the game is fucking rad. So this is set six months after the events of uh, *A Plague Tale: Innocence*. Uh, Amicia and Hugo and some other companions. They are. They've they've gone from their from their broken home of uh, Guian Gw- or Guian uh, and they're now going to another place in, in France to try and, um, you know, settle down and figure out what's going on with uh, Hugo and his macular disease, which is the disease that, let, that lets him basically control the rats. Uh, when you get to this new city, um, fucking province or some shit, I can't, I can't remember like what the name of the city is, uh, basically things spiral out of control pretty quickly. The maculate, you know, intensifies. In Hugo and you discover that the plague has spread basically everywhere, right? You, you kind of assumed it was contained to maybe where you'd come from, but it, it has spread like right across um, to where you are. So this then uh, sort of fast forward a little bit, but uh, you basically then, Hugo has had these dreams of going to this island where he believes a cure may be, so he and Demesia uh, go to this island with some other companions and yeah, they, they that basically begins their journey uh, to try and find a cure and, and basically get answers. And they basically, the island holds more secrets, uh, than just answers. So there's, you know, they discover a lot more about, um, they, they, they discover a lot more, uh, than what they first, uh, think is out there so this gameplay wise it's, it's very very much like the first one it's not a huge uh deal different some areas are a bit more more open it's still very stealth based you still have to um be careful because amicia is not uh amicia is not like a killing machine however she is an absolute badass and i love her to pieces she is my French Queen, if I was in fucking 1500s or whenever the, this game is, is set, <laughs> right? Uh, she's badass. And in a lot, lot of ways, there is a lot. I mean, the first game had a lot of, I mean, Sobo, the developers of this game, they even said that th- this game was inspired a lot by uh, Naughty Dog. Um, and you can see there's a ton of DNA of The Last of Us Part Two and Naughty Dog uh, in this in this title, like there's so much similarities between the way Amicia's relationship is with Hugo and like you get like the Joel and Ellie, but then there's also a bit of Ellie in Amicia because she is having to deal with the pressure of being the protector and you know being the positive one and basically you know making sure that her and Hugo survive. So she is not turning into a killing machine to the extent that Ellie kind of does, but she's ruthless you know she she will uh she'll she'll just kill people now like you know it's obviously the player's choice but you know you'll just kill people hugo will question it he'll be like you know why are you killing these these people he doesn't quite understand why she's doing this but she's you, you can sort of tell you can kind of see that she's slowly losing it's it's all becoming quite a lot for her but uh it just sort of emphasizes just how much she cares about hugo and kind of you know the uh how far she'll go to kind of protect and and save him um and i mean that's and that's pretty much the, you know the main part of you know the main crux of this game is the story is the narrative and it is a, and it is just about um you know finding a cure for hugo or trying to find a cure for for him as it is about amese's journey and and, and growth as a character and um, Charlotte McBurney, who voices this character, I, I will say the lack of French accents kind of pisses me off a little bit, but the performances are so fucking good that you just like I didn't care, like I cared when I cared. I go, hey, they're not French," but then two seconds <laughs> later, I was like, "This is amazing!" Like I'm so engrossed and um and involved, uh, and invested in in this journey, and her performance for Amicia is like amazing fantastic um and there are some times where she'll just she'll just lose control like like she'll just go ruthless and just just kill anyone and anyone that she can see right um and there are other times where she will kind of just break down and she'll sort of you know try and catch herself for a moment and you know just try and you know get herself back up and um, and other times where she just kind of breaks down completely and uh, the performance of, of, of Charlotte Mc, um, mcBurney is just fantastic uh, and and really brings this character uh, to a whole new level um, you know all the cast is is fantastic as well so it's not just her but every single character in this game is voiced exceptionally well um, So just like just on the on the gameplay some improvements like I said there there are sort of the the bigger, Areas you do have a crossbow now, and you can stealth kill enemies. Um, however, these at first, when I, I when I was looking at like the trailers and whatnot, I thought these would be a bit more uh, prevalent. Like, nah, like so. the The use of these is very limited. So you might only have like two or three bolts at a time, and you've either got to decide whether you want to use that bolt to. You know, you want to maybe put like an ignifier on the bolt, and you want to shoot it and fire up a uh, you know a, a fire pit, or you want to light like a thing and distract some some rats, or you just want to you save the bolt and shoot an enemy kind of thing. Uh, knives are kind of similar, so and this is where the similarities between um the, the Last of Us also is you can find these. You know how in the Last of Us where you can find rooms and you can use a shiv and you get in the room and there's all these treats and stuff inside it. Uh, here, there's like benches that you can find and you have got to use a knife to open the bench. And obviously, inside the inside the bench, you'll you'll get a lot more resources to kind of craft stuff. And you'll get um, like parts. I, I think they're called no, they're called pieces. I think they're called pieces. And that's like your your gears and your whatnot that you would have in um in the Last of Us. Yeah. So the pieces let you kind of upgrade your basic shit like your crossbow, uh, your alchemy, because uh, you can, you know, uh, as, as like in the first one, you can craft different alchemy uh, weapons or tools. So you can get fire. There's tar. So tar you can sort of throw, and then you can light fire on the tar. There's an extinguisher. So if there's a guard has got, um, you know, a lantern, you can kind of extinguish it and get the rats to eat him. And there's yeah, and there's a couple others that, that kind of lures the rats away. But um, yeah. So you you've got you've kind of got to make a choice. Do You do want to try and go the stealth way, or do you want to go all out? Because yeah, like there are times where I was playing, I was trying to go hard to be the stealth, but in the end, I was like fuck it, and I just shot them with the crossbow. But then I kind of you know needed one. But usually, you'll have resources that will let you pass where you are if you kind of get to one of those points in the game. Um. Hugo can control rats so he, you can actually hold down a button uh, and not only can you kind of highlight enemies in an area but you can actually control the rats and so you can actually control hordes of rats so you can go and eat guards with them um, it's pretty it's pretty gruesome uh, but also kind of kind of cool um, yeah soundtrack again is amazing my good mate uh, Olivier de Riviere, I can never ever pronounce his name but you know he kills it again uh yeah just and this 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 narrative is fucking dark and it is grim and it like it does remind me a lot of the last of us and how like yeah just like it looks like like how far amicia will go and what she'll do and what she's experienced um and the ending is just whew, it is something it is it is an ending uh, fuck. Like it just, it just makes you think. Like it just, yeah. Like you just sit there after the the game finishes and you go, wow. Um. Yeah. Uh. Lo- like loved it to pieces. And again, like the, like uh, my favorite part was the Hugo and the Amicia bond that you kind of have. And I like I wrote in my review that they are those two are reliant on one another. Um, or as much as one another. You know, Amicia. For, for her, Hugo is the reason to push herself forward and the reason to will herself between battle and to make it through these fucking caverns of thousands and upon thousands of rats. Like Adam's seen the amount of rats that you will see on the screen, and it is and that's and the stuff that you saw is like there's a lot of rats, but there are times where there is like like this game. Like they they told me in one of the interviews I did that uh, you can have up to three hundred thousand rats on the screen at one time. And that's where the game fucking chugs quite hard. Um, But also it is like full on, like the set pieces where you're running from these just waves of rats is, it's intense. Um, It's off-putting
2: as well. The bit that you showed me, it it looked like just one big mass. It was, yeah, it's very um, creepy. Yeah.
1: So, you know, she needs him uh, and he needs her because obviously he's a little child, even though he's got these rat powers, he still looks up to her for for. So, you know, to survive. um. Yeah. And then like, so they will constantly be holding hands. Like he'll, like they'll always be together. Uh, if he um, can't reach like a, like an area, she'll lift him up and put him up. Uh, she'll catch him. If, if the, if, if the, if, if the ground is too high up, she'll be like, you know, watch how far it is to jump. When they open a, a workbench, they'll stand side by side. He'll be there with her while she's working or she's upgrading her tools. Uh, when they open like chests, you you actually see that they'll they'll actually both open it together. So so like little touches like that that just show you how close this um, bond is. Uh, yeah, and there's another like there's a skill tree which is like self, which is self, uh, which is automatically upgraded. It's actually really cool, like because it means that you're not kind of focusing on trying to play a certain way to to get skills. It just you just it just does it for you based on your play style. So if you are a bit more aggressive, your aggressive traits will upgrade automatically more or if you're more stealth or whatever. So yeah, it's quite neat. Um, I gave it a nine. I absolutely loved it. The story was fantastic, voice acting amazing. And we haven't even touched on the visuals yet. I know I said that the performance is pretty bum, and it is, and it's gonna take a few patches at least for these problems to are kind of ironed out. But this game looks incredible. This like this is a double A game like production wise because you got your, your lip syncing that is uh, a bit off. Um, some animations are a bit stiff. Basically, you know, double A kind of kind of kind of fair. But visually, this is as triple A as it comes. This is an absolute like uh, Harrison said like 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 a, what a feast for the eyes. This is a, a feast for the eyes here. This is this looks be- like, gorgeous. Like the vistas, the um, you know the underground sections with the rats. The architecture—it's just fantastic. The the amount of work and detail that's been put into each of these locations is, is special, um, and I fucking loved it.
3: Any questions on the rats? Um, so one of my favorite parts of the original game was just how gracefully the game towed the line between. An indirect and a direct villain in the rats being the indirect villain that just indiscriminately attacks, and the the church being the direct villain trying to, you know, extort uh, Hugo and Amicia and stuff like that. Does the game do as good a job uh, in its sequel as it did in the original in terms of that?
1: Hard because it kind of gets a little bit spoilery, like answering that. Okay. Yep. Could, like a tiny bit. But to answer the rat part. No, only because you know what the rats are yeah like, that's fair yeah like so you know and there's more of them and they're fucking everywhere uh and you can control them now so in this game you can actually so it kind of i don't say it takes away from them a little bit but because they're still terrifying and they're still there and i got eaten plenty of times um but yeah like you kind of know that yeah it, it's a little bit different this time but in terms of yeah, in terms of the other part, yeah, you you just have to play it. Fair enough. No further questions? So should I play the original is what you're saying? No, you have to play the original. You have All to right. play it. It is just... How, it's so why hard. were
3: you wasting a time on Gotham Knights when you could have played a Plague Tale? I need
1: someone to talk about this fucking ending in this game soon. I think, I think we are going to do a spoiler cast, which is why, will, Jordan, yeah. you've got... Code, um, code so fucking get your ass moving. Play yeah. it. Um, I think big old KV who gave it a 8.5 over at Press Start. He, he's going to join us. I hope. Uh, and yeah, we'll. Um, but yeah, reviews up on the website. It's out now on Game Pass.
3: So, um, so given that the game runs poorly in the spoiler cast can we go um slide by slide? Or uh, we can. We can
1: have a PowerPoint ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that Ash because when we were out at having some steak sandwiches. Uh, I was talking about it and I was like how um how it runs like bum. And then Kieran uh, the other day when I uh, KS he goes, uh is it is it the best PowerPoint you've ever played? Um given how fucking it's like frame by frame, basically. And like it is, like Adam, you've seen it and that, that's yeah. that's not even bad. Like that's bad, but it's <laughs> not like it gets way worse in parts. Than that, yeah, that's
2: that's not good because yeah, the bit that I saw was yeah, very very
1: rough to say the least. But in yeah, but again, in, in that part, there was a lot of um, rats and stuff, and you know, it it also occurs when there's like lots of environmental sort of, I say, stuff, but like when there's a lot of detail, so it does feel like maybe they have. Um, their ambitions were, you know, high because you know, they are only a small team and only have, you know, I would assume only have a certain budget um, and they have done super well. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, let's talk about rabbits because um, we've got to move on. So reviews on the, on the website. Uh, yeah.
3: All right. So with Rabbids, I'll, uh, I'll only spend a little bit on it because I, I spent – a little bit talking about it in the preview and a lot of my thoughts from the preview kind of are reflected in the review as well. Um, so if you haven't read the preview or the review, I, I recommend you do that. Uh, but basically, yeah, I, I spent the last, I have to say about a week playing Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Uh, my preview impressions left me very, uh, very keen for the game uh, as a fan of turn-based tactics, strategy games. It was just nice to see a uh, little, little refreshing take on the whole genre um obviously being a nintendo overseen game like they, they, they've they been in partnership with ubisoft the story isn't front and center uh most nintendo games aren't really that so you could maybe make the argument for zelda but that's a discussion for later um the the whole thing is front and center is the way they've captured the, the mario aesthetic with with also bringing in some of ubisoft's more matured aesthetics along with using um their proprietary snow uh, snowdrop engine which Ubisoft's massive developed for the division two um there there are a few few technical hiccups there like it it can be a bit framy at times but um i was really impressed with just how the humor was pretty pretty good it was something for pretty much everyone because there was your right in your face humor for your younger audiences and your more subtle humor for your more adult audiences, which is really cool. So obviously they took notes from Borderlands 3 and knew how to make a game actually funny. Um, the, the, the combat though was fantastic. I, I was already impressed in my preview um, with how the, the new movement system works with it. Instead of it just being point and click, and your player goes there, you kind of control them they give you some more actions to do with the, that freer movement. Uh, having been able to spend a lot of time capitalizing and all that, it is fantastic. Um, not to be confused with Blizzard's shambles of a free-to-play game that they just launched. Overwatch the mechanic in um in in a lot of tactic strategy games uh, is pretty pretty powerful. It is absurdly powerful in this game because not only is it 360 degrees coverage, but when you do like a, a slide attack into an opponent it forces them into the air, which actually procs that. So you can just do like Overwatch upon, Overwatch upon, Overwatch attack, which is a bit ridiculous, but it, it's fun in all the right ways. Uh, and its difficulty options are phenomenal because it just allows it to be very flexible for people that don't want to challenge. You can tune things down. For younger audiences that may not understand the, the more complex in-depth systems of the game, you can just turn damage off so they can just get through it by themselves and enjoy the time. Uh, the game can be ridiculously tough, even like at average difficulties. I was getting my shit pushed in at some points. So I was like, oh, I might actually fail this. Never failed. Yeah, it's just because I'm a god gamer. But um, but it was, you know, really, really good. And the other point that really impressed me was the skill trees because they're fully refundable. So if you invest in a skill and you don't like how it melds with your playstyle, you can just take that skill point out and put it into another one that works better for you. So... The game offers a lot of choice. There are a lot of characters to use. Uh, it, it's just, it's a it's a great time. You know, if you have a switch, I just recommend picking it up. It's, you know, I'd say about 15, 20 hours. If you just leave things as they are, uh, obviously if you tune things down, it won't take quite as long, but still really solid game. I gave it a nine. Nice, nice. Damn. Nice. That's really um, good.
0: Like I love the trailer. So I was actually really quite keen on it.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great little time.
1: Uh, Adam, can you? I've just got to duck off for a second. Can you take over news for me, please?
2: Absolutely, I can, mate. But say uh, it in German. Say it in German. Uh, look, I can. I can try my best. Now nah, that that would end. Sprechen in <laughs> Deutsch. <laughs>
3: Never
2: mind. Ash has uh, fallen on that. Um, right. I I feel like he's he's chucked it to me mainly because of the the first news piece to talk about because. He knows that I love Gotham Knights so much. Uh, November 29, it's getting a bit of post-game content. Not paid. It is going to be free, which is good. Um, It's getting a mode called Heroic Assault, which is more or less going to be like uh, 30 levels worth of enemies that get thrown at you that you and up to three friends can play. So it actually will utilize the whole Gotham Knights team, which that's good. I'm not super keen on the idea of just kind of getting thrown at endless hordes of enemies but at least it's a way to utilize all four characters You know ones. what
3: though? It sounded like it's getting a co-op update before Halo Infinite it is.
2: <laughs> oh, that's a deep You got to you got to take your wins where you can. Get <laughs> yeah. Um I I really
0: like horde modes but only if they're sort of inspired and well made. If it's just fuck it is some guys,
2: mm I, th- yeah, mm. I, get the, I get the feeling that it's going to be, fuck it, here's some guys. But look, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love them to, to work on the game. For, I just don't
3: have... For yeah, every I guy they throw people. at you, you lose two frames.
2: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's about how it goes, mate. Um, in far more exciting news, and you folks that are in the future listening to this will already know what the go is, but Silent Hill is getting a transmission stream. This Thursday at eight AM. Do do any of us here? I know, maybe Zach uh, care about Silent Hill. I do. Ash, Jordan.
0: I'm a, I I'm, su- I'm a supporter, but at the same time, it's just Silent Hill has been treated so badly. Like it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if this transmission I, I'm, stream I'm just really is really
3: like excited to, to to like tune into this stream and they announce a Pachinko machine for Silent yeah. Hill. Yeah,
0: like, I like
2: the... a, a friend of mine say. Surely this is just going to be a fortnight skin where you can play as the nurse. <laughs> and I, I laughed oh exactly like Ash did for two seconds, and then went, Oh fuck! It probably yeah. is going to be that."
0: You laugh to cover up the pain that you go, "Oh, yeah, I, I hate mean, that." I, I live in a timeline where that's so possible.
2: Yeah, and it is October. It is the spooky season where oh. ins are abound. So it it could happen. Who, who knows? Who knows? I'm hoping not. But yeah, you like I said, you folks in the future, you'll have already experienced this. So tell us how wrong we are and how great the, the new game looks. <laughs> um, but outside of that, uh, I had a, a cheeky chat with the Devolver co-founder, Graham Struthers, while we were at PAX. It's a, an excellent chat. You should jump over to the website and read the full thing. Um, but a, a cheeky little scoop from that was that the man himself has been trying to bring back Vagrant Story for the last few years, which was a, a PS1 game that launched kind of in the the later stages of the, the PS1's life cycle. Um, he's approached Square Enix multiple times. They don't want to give it up, despite not having done anything with the, the IP since that, that literally like the Enix. year 2000, um, which yeah, sounds like
3: the most Square on, Enix thing ever. They're going to be working on an NFT for it, surely.
2: Yeah, exactly. They'll have some bullshit reason to keep a hold of it, but yeah, that was a, a cool little takeaway. I asked him um, off the back of Return to Monkey Island what games he would like to see revived as well, uh, as well as that. And yeah, Vagrant Story apparently is a a big favourite of his. So who knows? Who knows? It may happen eventually, um, but don't hold your breath because Square Enix. Uh, something that is going to be happening though is Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales is going to be coming to PC on November 19th with a whole bunch of features. Uh, it's going to have ultra-wide support, Jordan, so you'll be all kinds of happy I would about be
3: that. amazed if it didn't, given that Sp- the Spider-Man Remastered had ultra-wide support. But, you yeah, know, crazier things note. have happened, so... But no, yeah, I, so I'm it's going yeah, to have a whole move.
2: bunch of the PC bells and whistles that I'd imagine you'd be keen to, to tinker around with. And that game Thank looked you. amazing on PS5, so I can only imagine once you get your, your little mitts on it, it'll be... Looking and running all sorts of nice, so I look Hell forward to yeah. hearing you uh, have a great time with that. Um, playing,
0: that, playing an open-world crime-fighting game that goes above 30 frames for a second.
2: Oh, mate, I I can't even imagine that. That's out of the out of this world. Um, something that I can see Zach crying about. This is why he couldn't do the news, which is completely fair. Which fire has been delayed into 2023?
3: Oh, I was bummed um, by this too.
2: Yeah, it, it is a bit disappointing. Um, the devs have said that they are working on new features, including making the game semi-open world instead of just more level-based. I don't, to be perfectly honest, know how much I dig this. Um, I don't think everything needs to be open or semi-open world. I don't know how much you boys agree I, with that. but
3: I, I would like to see more developers do like the Metro Exodus route where there are sections of the game that are open but not just one big open world.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah.
3: I um I don't know. It needs I'm, to
0: be I'm, implemented really well.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm I'm not against uh just a level by level design or like a, just a linear path. I I really that's don't a, see that that's a, being that's such a, a, a very big stark
3: co- contrast. Because what I said why are they making Halo open world, you were all for it.
2: <laughs> oh, because it sounded like a decent idea at the time. Look, we all have flaws, <laughs> <old> Jordan. <laughs>
3: that was
2: that was one that I'll uh, I'll happily I'll happily fall on. Fair enough, I I fucked it there. Um, Speaking of fucking it, there was a short five-minute video that Todd Howard released talking about Starfield, um, answering the fans' questions, which is questionable because I think if they actually jumped on the the Starfield subreddit, there would be far different questions than what was your inspiration for Starfield. Was it Sundog, Frozen Legacy, and the tabletop RPG Traveler? Um, But, yeah, apparently those were two of the inspirations. But the big takeaway from this um, is that the game has over 250,000 lines of dialogue, uh, which is four times that of Skyrim and more than double that of Fallout 4. Hopefully that will mean that it's good dialogue. Who knows? Um,
0: It's going to be really awkward when you find out a thousand of those lines are just different variations of, yes, okay. Uh huh.
2: That's probably exactly what it is. Sure. (laughs) Exactly.
3: They're very short lines, but
2: it's like (laughs) companion companion responses.
3: I will give Todd Howard credit if he somehow weasels his trademark in there. That it just works.
2: If he can Uh, get that
3: in the dialogue, you know, a okay.
2: You can only hope. But yeah, look. To be honest, them going back to the more traditional Bethesda style dialogue options. Mm. Um. That does have me quietly keen. Um, I haven't been the, the yeah, biggest so, fan of so what I, Starfield's I've, like.
3: I've been replaying uh, Oblivion, like, on and off. Yeah, yeah. Because they said that they're going back to the roots of that rather than Skyrim, which is a yes. good idea because hot take, Skyrim's a bad RPG. Anyway, <laughs> oh. um, I am very excited to see what they do with it because Oblivion and Morrowind are fantastic games. Have, uh,
0: have you guys seen my favourite Starfield meme?
2: Probably not. It's you, the, was it uh, you doing an Aussie dub over it?
0: No, no. That's, that's, that's something I do in my spare private time. No, there's a <laughs> there's a fantastic screenshot. I'm not even following Starfield news, but it keeps coming up and I love it. From the initial gameplay trailer that was shown off, there is a small clip of somebody firing a double barreled shotgun, and when they crack it open to reload it, it ejects two cartridges. However, it ejects... Two rifle bullets, and those rifle bullets still have the actual bullets within the casing. Oh, and so everyone's like, I'm so looking forward to Starfield, the game where you fire a shotgun and expel two rifle bullets that still have the tips in them.
3: See, that'd be great, though. So, oh, if, you know, if you had so a co-op, good. you know, you get a shotgunner, and he gives you ammo.
0: The idea that every time you reload, you just Fuck. pick up the bullets off the ground. But it's just one of those things where it's like, Starfield's in good hands. Just look at the screenshots.
2: <laughs> Mate, that shotgun, it's expelling live rounds. Imagine what you put in it. You Mate, put in full weapons. You, exactly. You actually load smaller guns into it, and it expels live rounds. Yeah, no, <laughs> Exactly. It's,
3: it's, it's a long double barrel shot here, and you put in <laughs> sawn-off shot <shotties> in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mate, it's a, it's a space game. This is how technology works. Come on exactly you can you can video game logic your way around that surely <laughs>
3: um
2: but yeah i don't know the the more they show of starfield the more i'm slightly keen i think definitely like you were saying jordan the the dialogue system in morrowind and oblivion is great it was just limited by the the technology of the time and the, absolutely yeah. the awful faces that those npcs would make what, trying
3: no, to oblivion has the best fi- the best facial animation ever <laughs>
0: The, f- the first time i played morrowind a friend of mine told me just hey before you play it grab these mods otherwise it'll just be terrible i spent four and a half hours modding the game to look <laughs> nice then i played for 20 minutes and i just had to get a bed. it was like i've had enough
2: you're exhausted it- by the time I, yeah
0: i played it again but just like i played morrowind you know the very start of it with like the dark elves on the ship and he's like oh yeah, yeah hey yeah. you're finally awake i remember yeah. just going i just went what on earth am i looking at <laughs> This this eggplant man is talking to me.
2: <laughs> it is a very old game. But does it have ultra-wide support?
3: Anyway, moving on from some. <laughs> there's, there's a mod for that. And it probably does, because I mean Oblivion does. Unironically, it does.
2: That's that's outrageous. Um, and ending off on biggest news of the week, clearly, there's a new Xbox controller. It's called the Lunar Shift. Uh, it's all silver and gold. It looks very nice. It's coming out October 25th. If you're into that sort of thing, you can pre-order it and whatnot.
3: I um, I have heard from Kieran, KKV KB, that it looks very, very good in person. It
2: does. It's compared to the the bullshit camo ones they've been pumping out as of late. I'm sure can, it does. I look I can really never nice. see those.
0: I'm I'm sure. Sh- yeah, I'm sure there's people out there that really enjoy those controllers, but I've yet yeah, to, yeah, to meet one John of those. I, yeah, have I've it. never <laughs> met someone who does. I
2: Having just love the idea. The, r- uh, the years at EB, they sell yeah. like hotcakes. They do they really? Unbelievable. Like kids. Kids love, kids love. Uh,
0: kind of shit. Oh, I hate children, so that explains why I've never seen one. <laughs> exactly. If you're if you're between the age of like eight and fourteen, you just don't appear to me. Like you're just yep, like a yep. vampire reflection of a mirror no you're gone. For
2: the week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate children, says the man with two kids. <laughs>
0: No, I hate other children. I love my children. And <laughs> yeah, if, yeah when, one day my daughter will be old enough to buy a controller. And if she chooses that one, I'll just disown her. It's really simple. Yes,
2: perfect. I It's, I like it's that. the that's circle good, good of system. life. Is-
0: exactly. If your controller is not some kind of neon, gaudy, disgusting colour, that'll make your grandparents go, "What on earth is that? I don't want it." <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah,
3: that's a great you and I,
2: actually, uh, I love it. You and I agree on that, Ash. And luckily, to round out uh, this week's podcast, Zach has jumped back in on the chat to to give us potentially his 90s film of the week from his big fat alphabetized disc wallet hopefully That's if so you got victim, a by the way have you got a I, 90s film for us this week
1: mate? I do I do have a 90s film for you um da, 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 90s film of the w- 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 week so touching on last week's theme of twister which by the way they're apparently going to be making oh, a new fuck one so you God. can you can They're making a that.
0: sequel what
1: um I'm going to go with another elemental sort of or environmental, um, uh, elemental, what the fuck, uh, environmental film, and that's Volcano. Uh,
2: that which, sounds uh, dog shit. Which we'll buy is, Volcano,
1: which, high. It's 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, that's almost almost like this. It goes when a massive earthquake rocks the city of Los Angeles, the emergency management department head mike rourke which is big tlj returns from his vacation to help uh with the city's response after geologist dr amy barnes uh and hesh uh, you'd probably know if you saw it maybe if you don't know the name uh warns that a volcano may be forming in the sewer tunnels classic los angeles another severe earthquake unleashes the lava what the fuck? Uh, flowing underfoot threatening to destroy the whole city as the fiery molten rocks Run through, runs through the streets, rock and bars. was to figure out how to divert it.
0: Did Tommy Lee Jones look like an old handbag back in the nineties? <laughs> he just, he just feels like he look, he's looked like that forever.
1: Mm. Um, there you go. You can watch this on Disney. Taking Plus. roles like this know. probably didn't help the aging process. In Venice.
0: oh, he's he's a he's a handsome man. It's just like when they applied like the wrinkly makeup for Two Face and like what was it, Batman Forever? It just felt like they painted one side of his face and then Botox the other. <laughs> I remember Um, Volcano I I, I think a lot of people get it confused with Dante's Inferno Dante's Peak The one with uh, Pierce Brosnan I think But no, is Volcano the one where like there's a guy carrying a woman And there's like a subway car that's slowly getting consumed by the fire And then he jumps and lands in the fire and starts melting into it Or have have I just done what everyone else does And that's actually from Dante's Inferno (laughs) Dante's Peak You've
2: You've become the thing you hate the
1: most
0: yeah, I'll have to look it up because I, th- I, that scene is word, of, word choice of the day, seed into my mind. The
1: only, hey. the only um, man entering lava scene I can think of is um, T2. <laughs> I
2: don't think he's quite crossed the streams that I, much.
0: I don't think there's like a thumbs up going down in Volcano, but um, <laughs> I'm I'm doing the most rapid Google ever. Yeah. <laughs> It is. That's that's the one. Volcano movie train scene in Dubbing Tower. So quite literally, there's a man carrying someone who's hurt. He's doing like the whole fireman's carry over the shoulders. He jumps out of the back of a subway train, but he lands in molten lava. And what happens is he slowly melts like a chocolate bunny left in the sun. Like he's screaming the whole time going, "ah!" but they get the guy off his shoulders who survives. So this dude has like a really, I don't know. Like, is it a
1: selfless sacrifice? Or was it just the silliest idea?
2: He's a fucking hero. But it was. He's, he's
1: big shout-outs to him. He's a big fan of the podcast, that that melted Yeah, dude. Um, Melted guy loves it. Right, so that's my 90s film of the week. I haven't watched... I don't know, I've been watching The, the Midnight Club.
3: Um, I'm not really a fan the, of that. Uh, not, not to be confused
0: the, with uh, Babysitter's Club. The, no.
3: the Midnight Club, the, the game about the vroom-vroom cars?
1: or Not about the room vroom cars. It's about... Um, uh, it's uh, kids set in hospice at this yeah place where... Uh, and then at midnight they go and tell stories. Uh, not what I was expecting. Don't know if i love it. Haven't decided yet. Um, yeah. Uh, just back on the news. Did we, did we talk on the Bayonetta stuff?
2: No, mate. You no. can take her away.
1: So just back onto the news quickly. Uh, yeah. So obviously... Um, Bayonetta 3 has been in the news uh, because the original voice actor... Helena Taylor. What's her name? Helena Taylor. Helena Taylor, that's it. Uh, She was only offered $4,000 to reprise her role as Bayonetta, which is a bit of a fucking joke,
0: really. Can Uh, I get a fact check on that just quickly? Because I've been following this news, and what I read today is that it wasn't a total of four thousand. It was an increase of four thousand.
2: Yeah, that according- was the final offer.
0: Yeah, was it? Yeah. It was going to be four thousand total. So, because so, somebody said that was an, it, was an increase. Or well, I think she said it was an increase. So, did she not get paid for the other ones? No, I'm just confused. I, think- I might be getting news from terrible sources, from- but that's the thing I heard, and I was like, what?
2: From what I understand, they sent her an offer that she said was insulting. So she wrote to the. Director. Games director, I believe, mm. um, who more or less said, you know how how great she was and the the asset she was to the franchise, and she is Bayonetta. Hey, would you like four thousand dollars for your for the role? So that was the the final offer, apparently. Wow. After a bit of back and forth, yeah, which is pretty rough.
0: I mean, like Bayonetta at this point is almost on the Mount Rushmore of gaming when it comes to recognizable characters. Hmm. So that feels just gross.
1: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and and they obviously got Jennifer Hale to voice the character now uh, who did Mass Effect.
0: Yes, Uh, Jennifer Hale has done a metric ton of, yeah, like she's in most games. She's up there with like, you know, if she's not in a leading role, she's probably doing some kind of background, like goons and just secondary Mm. characters. She's also been a real class act about this. She's actually done her own statement which was, I'm going to be honest, really delicately written. Like she sort of tried to, she tried to say like very clearly like, well, I, I did it because it needed to be done. And, you know, it's not nice. We need to be treated well as voice actors. And it's like, mm, you still took the role though, didn't you? Like I mean, no uh, hate towards Jennifer because she's amazing, but just, yeah.
1: Well, I thought her statement was a bit of nothing, to be honest.
0: Well, that's what I mean. It's so that's, delicately yeah. and carefully written.
1: Well, yeah, like it so uh, she could have Helena said Taylor nothing. Has just, she's gone and broken NDA, apparently. Well, uh, she has, you know, about this. And yeah, Jennifer Hale didn't want to. But um, it's interesting because it makes you want, like a lot of the discourse is uh, talking about how it's, this offer makes it obvious that the developers wanted to replace her. Because why else would they lowball her that much?
0: Yeah, they were trying to hit her with something so alienating that they'd move on and they could do something like this. Um, it's, it's really dis- dep- depressing because voice actors are treated terribly in basically mm. all forms of entertainment.
1: Unless you're Troy Baker.
3: Unless you're uh, Troy Baker. Or Nolan. Yeah,
0: Nolan. Well, I mean, they, they've got ingrained roles and yeah, Troy Baker's Troy Baker. He just exists in a different echelon.
1: Mm. It's disappointing. Very disappointing. Um. All right, so that's the news, I think. Did we cover everything? Yep, cool, sweet. Yep. Uh, any other off-topics from anybody else?
2: No. Ash has
3: flipped oh. the grave. Let's, I, let's wrap her up. Yeah, I, I will. watched the, the Halo TV show. Entertaining. As a fan, I fucking hated it.
0: Yep. Yeah, you know what? That, that is the absolutely perfect, like, tagline that should just be, like, you know when you view something on the streaming service and it gives you the quick rundown, like, when you click on the title? It should just say, Paramount presents Halo the TV show. Great for people who have never touched this property before.
2: <laughs> yep. Needs a disclaimer.
0: Yeah, disclaimer. This was not made for fans of Halo.
3: Disclaimer, if you're a fan, you will get repeatedly annoyed by all the retconning.
0: Just get on the kind of painkiller drugs that I'm on at the moment, then watch it. You'll probably think it's amazing, mostly because you forget 90% <laughs> of it.
1: Good. All right, that's right up there. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. Check out the content on wwwwell Um... Have a good weekend. Enjoy the things you do. Go play Plague Tale. It's on Game Pass. Don't be a shit rat. Car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, not Is that how it ends? End this week. <laughs>